Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Irish on Tap, a podcast about the Notre Dame Fighting Irish presented to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And today I'm going to be breaking down the 26 to 21 loss to the Marshall Thundering Herd. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with this one, to be honest. Like, I came into this game way too cocky. I, I mean, you could probably pull my sound clips and you could hear me say, hey, I think this game's over by the end of the third quarter. Like, we should be able to put them away early and we should get some fucking bench players in. Well, none of that happened. I honestly don't even think we held the lead at any point in this game. And from the very outset, we were dominated at the point of attack. It was a, a Marshall Thundering Herd team that came to South Bend, didn't really care that they were at Notre Dame or who they were playing. It was just a team that went out there and wanted to go win a football game. And they put their best foot forward and they really handed it to, handed it to us out there on Saturday. It's a, it's as frustrating of a loss that you could possibly have. It's a pay game. We paid them $1.5 million to come to South Bend and they fucking beat us. So it's absolutely inexcusable on all levels, players, coaches, everybody involved. Um, I mean, there's people calling for Marcus Freeman's job, and he's had, he's had the job for three games. Like, pump the brakes on that. I think it's a little bit too early for that. But I think Miss, Mr. Freeman has to be a little bit of a mean guy, right? Like, a lot of times here on this podcast, I've talked about how Marcus Freeman, you know, he levels with the players. He was a player. The players really enjoy playing under him, you know, this, that, and the third. And – ultimately none of that really matters if you're not winning football games, right? Like we used to always harp on Brian Kelly for being an asshole and not personable with the players, but he found ways to win games with this team. And yeah, it's a young team. Yeah. You go from Ian book to Jack Cohn to Tyler Buckner and Tyler Buckner's out, out now out for the rest of the season. And before his injury, he didn't really show you anything that made you believe like this is a kid that can take us to the promised land. And now that he's hurt, it's going to stunt his development. He's going to have to take this time off. He's not going to be able to throw a football and he's not going to be able to get better as a quarterback. So we go to true pine and it's a very tough situation that we're in. It's a new head coach, a new regime, a lot of new players. We have great recruiting classes for the next few years, but as a Notre Dame fan, we're not accustomed to this, especially in recent years. The last time I can remember us being under 500, was the four and eight year with Deshaun Kaiser that we lost to Texas on opening night. And you start opening night, you play a great game against Ohio state. You really put your best foot forward and you have a chance to win that game. You play arguably the worst game I've seen out of any Notre Dame team in recent memory. And I mean, you had, you granted you had chances late. You had chances after they scored, you throw a pick. Tyler Buckner just kept throwing picks. The offense, Tommy Reese, they were not calling plays that were conducive to a great game plan. This is the second week in a row that I've sat back here and during the game had to live tweet, literally beg to put the ball in Chris Tyree's hands. He had three fucking carries. The Audric SMA project is not working. 10 carries for 33 yards is not Notre Dame football. I don't care if you're six foot four, 230 pounds. It does not matter to me. If you can't get more than 50 to 100 yards a game, then what are we doing? As a team, they finished with 37 carries for 130 yards, but they were outgained alone by 
Marshall running back, Kalan LeBourne, who finished the day with 163 yards, a touchdown on 31 carries with a long of 41. As a team, they outgained us by almost 100 yards on the ground. In the air, it was disgusting. Buckner throws two picks, 18 to 32, 201 yards, 46.8 QBR. Drew Pine, three of six, 20 yards, a touchdown and a pick, a 12.1 QBR. I mean, I know people are like, well, they're just kids. That's fine. They are just kids. I do understand that. But when you come into a season ranked the number six team in the nation, right? The number six team, you play the number two team. You're 17 point dogs. You don't win the game, but you cover and you give them a good game, right? Going into week two against a group of five team, a team in Marshall that if we play this team a hundred times over, we should be able to beat them 99 times, right? Not on Saturday. Henry Columbia, 16 to 21, 145 yards and one touchdown. They came to South Bend and knew that they were going to be able to run the football, which blows my mind because we have an absolute banana land defensive line with the Adam Alola brothers. You got Howard Cross up there. You got Foskey up there. Like there are some dogs on that defensive line. It's outright embarrassing as a Notre Dame fan. It's got to be even more embarrassing as Marcus Freeman and the players. But am I going to sit here and give up on Marcus Freeman and, and this regime three games into it? Absolutely not. It's frustrating. I was at a loss of words. Uh, like, I haven't seen Notre Dame lose a game like this in a very long time. And I sat back and I saw that we're 10.5-point favorites going into Cal. And right now, we're not 10.5 points better than any team in this country. And that may be overreaction. That may be a knee-jerk reaction. Whatever. Call it what you want. We, right now, are not better than any team in this nation by 10 points on paper. So if I'm a betting man, you've never heard me say this on this podcast, you're betting California plus 10 and a half this weekend against Notre Dame, and you're just hoping for the best. Because at the very worst, Notre Dame does what the fuck they're supposed to do, and they win the game by more than 10 points and you lose your money. But the smart bet, at least in my eyes, I will not be touching the game with a 10-foot pole or this team as far as betting markets with a 10-foot pole until they can prove that they're a bettable team, which – Breaks my heart because Notre Dame pays – they pay a lot of money in the fall. They give you good money usually. That's the first time in, God, well over 100 games that they've lost as a favorite. They have not lost a game as a favorite in – I'd have to look up the stat right now. I mean, luckily we're not live, but it's been a long time. Yeah, I don't even know. It's not important. There was a lot of games in between now and Saturday that Notre Dame was the favorite and they won the game. They they may not have always covered. That's fine. But when Notre Dame is expected to win, they go out and win on Saturday. It's those games that are the toss ups, the games against the Clemsons, the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the Oklahomas, the Ohio States, those type of teams. You understand being an underdog and you understand like, hey, if if we don't play our best game, we're probably going to get our shit run. But not against Marshall, man. Like that's embarrassing. I I almost went to this game. Luckily, I had I had work, and my team that I worked for was in the playoffs. They also lost. Uh, Northern Illinois, my other team that I root for, lost. The Cubs lost that day. It was just not my day, and it wasn't our day. I mean, there was nothing that I saw on Saturday that has me any more comfortable going into this week. I don't really know what to expect this week. 
I know Drew Pine has a lot more experience than Tyler Buckner at the college football level, but I don't think I don't think Drew Pine's that great of a quarterback. Like he's he's all right. He's not. He's definitely not what <laughs> what I want for the rest of the season. But that doesn't matter. We don't really have a guy on that on their roster right now. Even when Buckner's healthy, I still don't see a guy that transcends how you want to transcend in the college football ranks. I don't. And it's frustrating because the quarterback is the most important position. And many would argue that the quarterback is the position that's held us back over the years from being that elite team, right? It's something that needs to be addressed. Um, When Tyler Buckner comes back from his injury, he should not be handed the starting job. He should have to earn the starting job back because the way he left it in was in an absolute shambolic performance. And I feel bad for the kid. I want him to get well soon. I hope he has a quick and speedy recovery. But the worst thing that you could do if you're Marcus Freeman is, is hand him the job immediately when he comes back from his injury. That's an awful, awful idea. Another thing that I really haven't seen from this Notre Dame team at all in two games is their ability to use their weapons down the field, right? You look at guys like Lorenzo Styles and guys like Braden Lindsey. Braden Lindsey has like two catches on the year. They don't really like draw him open. Chris Tyree, I I don't know if they want him to be a running back, a receiver, a returner, or a bench player, but he's more than talented enough and needs to have more than five touches. Like, if you're given estimate 10 touches alone on the ground and dig seven touches on the ground for seven yards, Chris Tyree, who had three carries for 17 yards, half the fucking workload or a third of the workload that estimate had and more than half the yards, like – it's time. Estime is young. He will grow into this role. I understand that. I don't mean to, to make this like the Audric Estime hate session, but Tyree needs the ball in his hands more. Lorenzo Style needs the ball in his hands more. They got Michael Meyer involved. He got a touchdown, eight receptions, 103 yards. Styles had seven for 69. But the distribution of the ball in this offense has left me wondering, like, what the hell are we actually doing? Like, none of this actually makes any sort of sense right now. None of it does. And defensively, some of those points were via the pick six, so that's fine. You give up like 19 points, you should be able to to win many football games in college football, especially how it's played now. But like scoring 21 points in a football game took all but 59 minutes and 30 seconds for this team. Embarrassing against Marshall in the home opener in front of a sold-out Notre Dame stadium. Marcus Freeman's Notre Dame debut, and this is what happens. It's it's frustrating. Uh, also, for, for the first time in show history, actually, I, I refuse to give a player of the game on either side of the ball because fuck that. Nobody is deserving of the player of the game. Uh, we lost, and we lost in a pay game. This is a new level of, of embarrassment and a new level of low in my Notre Dame fan. But like I said, as much hatred has just been spewed out. I haven't really had anyone to talk about it to. So that's just uh, that's your beat on rant minute. But I'm not giving up on them. Like I still, we're still probably going to go to a bowl game. I'll knock on wood after saying that. But they need to figure it out. Yeah, let's look. Let's take a look at the schedule and let's reassess kind of where I think this team is. So Cal this week at home. You should be able to win that game, but that means absolutely nothing with this team. 
North Carolina on the road on the 24th of September. It's going to be tough. North Carolina doesn't play defense, so I could expect that to be an, an explosive game for our offense, but they score a shit ton of points too. So can we play keep up? They play BYU. BYU is a physical football team. They score a lot of points as well. They were in quite possibly the ugliest game in college football history this past Friday, but they were able to pull it out at home against Baylor, a top 15 team. So they're a team that's not going to let us just walk all over them. You play Stanford, 15th of October. You should be able to beat Stanford. You play UNLV. That's another team without a shred of doubt in my mind that you should be able to beat at home, especially you know Stanford and UNLV at home. You should be able to win those two games. At Syracuse is tough. They play they play a tough brand of football at the Carrier Dome. It's different. It's also different in the sense that you don't really play you don't really play college football games in a dome. So that's always an interesting game. Uh, Syracuse isn't awful, but they'll give us the best shot that they have. So that's kind of a toss-up game in my eyes. You play Clemson at home. That means nothing. Um, Clemson's not even that good this year in my eyes. I've seen them play twice. They don't look great, but they will absolutely shit pump us just because they have (laughs) – yeah, they just have dudes. Like Clemson and USC are the two games that I'm now giving us literally no chance. Like it's it's absurd. But you play Navy and you play BC – BC, Phil Jerkovich revenge game. You should be able to win those two games, and you'll probably lose at USC to close the season. So starting the season 0-2, for all intents and purposes, I'll give us Cal, so we'll be 1-2. I have us losing one, if not two, of those games between UNC and BYU. So 2-3, 3-3 after Stanford, 4-3 after UNLV, a toss-up with Syracuse, you five and three, and you really need to be five and three going in going into Clemson week. You'd be five and three or four and four. Clemson's a loss. Navy dub, BC dub, USC loss. So this is a team that could be struggling to get to fucking six and six this year. Like this is embarrassing. Just please, for for the sake of everything that is holy, for the sake of touchdown Jesus, for the sake of Rudy, for the sake of my sanity, do not finish under 500 because if you finish under 500 with this roster i don't care what marcus freeman says that he can do in the future i'll be out i don't care he has until the rest of this season to figure it out my absolute like i guess i'll accept you is is six and six if he goes anything under six and six i'm freeman out i don't give a fuck but let's break down (laughs) Let's break down this matchup against Kale. I mean, Kale's 2-0. They're riding a high streak. They beat Kale Davis. They beat UNLV, two terrible teams. And uh, this is their first real test. It's a road test, their first real road game of the season. They come to Notre Dame. The game's at 1.30 on Saturday. Like I said, we are 10.5-point favorites going into this game. The over-under is not listed. I would assume somewhere – Somewhere probably in the 40s or 50s. Definitely not 60s, but let's check and see what they have listed. Yeah, it's just going to keep rerouting me. That's fine. It's all good. That doesn't matter because I am not betting this game. You probably should not either. But the way I look at it is this. Drew Pine needs to get involved early. Throw the ball on first down. Stop handing it to Audric Estime for two yards and a cloud of dust. It's not working. 
Our offense has been abysmal the first two weeks. You need Drew Pine to get as confident as he can in this offense. That first game against Cal, right? Because I don't want to, I don't want the growing pains. I don't want to wait two or three more weeks to see what this offense can be. So early and often, you pepper the ball around the field. You get the ball to Styles, you get the ball to Lindsay, you get the ball to Meyer, you get the ball to Jaden Thomas, Kevin Bauman, Chris Tyree. Get everybody involved early. Okay. I don't care. And then you ride the hot hand because at this point, we have been so bad on offense that everybody's job should be up for grabs. Every single person should be up for grabs their job. The exception of Drew Pine. It's going to really have anybody else that we can put in right now at this very moment that could play. So it's tough. Uh, offensively, I want to say I want to see them score 30 points. Do I think they will score 30 points? Absolutely not. Find a way to get to 28 points, and and we'll we'll find a way to keep Cal under 28 points. That's kind of how I'm looking at it for this game. But running the ball, I would like to see Chris Tyree have at least 10 carries. I really – like if we're just going to be wasting carries where fucking Logan Diggs is averaging one yard a carry and Estime is averaging two yards a carry and that's not like apparent to you guys on film, then I don't know what we're doing. But Tommy Reese has been doing this long enough to know, like, like Chris Tyree was the the high high rusher in game one with 28 yards and he had like three fucking carries. So this is getting ridiculous. Like free Chris Tyree, free Lorenzo Styles, free Braden Lindsey. Get those guys touches. They are dynamic playmakers. And I'm tired of us throwing us throwing the ball or handing the ball off to people that just simply cannot get the job done so far. So, yeah. Offensively, three things. Pine involved early, the receivers involved early, and Chris Tyree. That's it. You know what you're going to get from Michael Meyer. Michael Meyer could go a week without getting a catch. I don't care. Get everybody else involved so this offense has some guys that they can they can count on later in this season. Because at times we're way too predictable. Way too predictable. And the offensive line hasn't been holding up how we perceived they would be holding up. So – that's another point of emphasis that needs to be stressed in practice. You need to be more physical because teams thinking that they can come into Notre Dame and push us around, and that should not be the case. We are unranked, and deservedly so. I haven't looked at the rankings, but honestly, like I don't even think we deserve to be in the teams deserving of votes, so it's, it's not important to look. Let's find a way to go out and win one football game because right now – that seems to be the hardest thing to do. So oh, here we go. I have all the numbers pulled up. So right now we're given a 91.9% or 91.1% chance to win. And the over-under is 41. So maybe I'll bet that just for fun, just for shits and giggles. We'll see. When we get to Saturday, we'll see how I feel. I don't know. I really don't care, but that's a very low number and a very achievable number. But so far on the season, like I said, California hasn't played anyone. They have a quarterback in Jack Plummer who's accounted for 546 yards, four touchdowns and two picks on the season. And he is it's all right, like 51 to 74 as far as completion. So that's not like great. That's not terrible. Their running back, Jade Knott, has accounted for 24 carries, 156 yards and a touchdown. But hey, He's averaging 6.5 yards a carry. So that's someone that they're probably going to look to get to the ball, get the ball to early. 
And then offensively, they kind of they spread the ball around, but their leading receiver on the year is Jeremiah Hunter. 11 receptions, 157 yards, and a touchdown. This is a team that has not seen a team like us, and I say that as if we're like a very intimidating team or we should be scaring anybody, but Cal is licking their chops right now at the fact that they get to play Notre Dame in the current state that we're in. So right now in California, they're thinking that they can come into Notre Dame and they can boss us around and they can find a way to win this football game. And honestly, I don't blame them. Defensively, we have to get back to the basics. We have to wrap up. We have to tackle. We have to be a assignment-based defense that gets to our holes and gets to our gaps and takes care of business. Because when you allow a team to run the ball on you for 200 yards, and that team is filled with two- and three-star recruits, a lot of which probably those players won't play in the NFL. And I'm not saying this is a Notre Dame team that is heavy with NFL talent at the current moment. But the way I look at it is, like, the X's and O's and the Jimmy's and Joe's have to be on point. Freeman and Reese and Golden have to call a good game. And offensively, defensively, and on special teams, which I don't have any complaints on special teams so far, they have to go out and remember who the fuck we are. This is Notre Dame football, bro. Like, it sounds so cliche. It sounds totally, like, it's awful to even say that. But but sometimes, but sometimes you have to remember that this is Notre Dame football, and we have higher standards here. And you have to rebound after two awful games like this. And then if you even go back, the way we lost in the bowl game in the Fiesta Bowl to Oklahoma State was absolutely catastrophic. Like, have some pride. Have some pride in being a Notre Dame football player and go out there and win football games because there's a hell of a lot of people from this from, from the East Coast to the West Coast and across the pond that would die to put on that gold helmet, myself included, for one fucking game to run through that tunnel. So have some pride in putting that gold helmet on and go out there and find a way to beat Cal on Saturday. Because if they lose to Cal, like I don't even know how angry, like I felt like I, it's never composed because I'm crazy because I love this team. But at the same time, like my head might quite literally explode if, (laughs) if we don't find a way to win on Saturday. That's all I'll say. Maddening stuff, right? But offensively, my key player of this game, and it's it's also going to sound cliche, but it has to be Drew Pine. We have to rally behind Drew Pine. He is the new quarterback of this team. Tyler Buckner is out for four months. I hope he can soak up everything in in that four months as possible from what, what Drew Pine goes through in this season, in a season that looks like it's going to be filled with adversity so that he's better prepared for when he comes back to this team. But – Drew Pine, I want a clean game. I want no turnovers. I would like to see over 250 yards of total offense from Drew Pine and two touchdowns. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm looking at Brandon Joseph, looking to the transfer safety from Northwestern. He is probably the most experienced player on that defense. If you look at his his time that he played at Northwestern, 
just kind of the youth on the defensive side of the ball for this Notre Dame team. There's a few veterans, but for the most part, it's a lot of young pieces. I look to Brandon Joseph to have a big game close to 10 tackles and to force a turnover, whether it be a fumble or an interception. On special teams, since this is a team that seems to lack offense, I would like to see special teams account account for, I'll say 13 points. Okay. So at least two field goals and a touchdown, maybe a block kick, maybe a punt or a kick return, something like that. But we need some explosive plays. We haven't had any explosive plays. We haven't had any like, like get up off your seat and scream at your TV type plays. None of that. It's been a very like boring season so far. And then you throw in the fact that we've lost two out of two games and it's a sickening season is what I look at it as. But for my score prediction for this game, I will go Notre Dame 24. Uh, I'm going to go over 30. I'm going to say Notre Dame finds 31 points in this game, but some of those points will come from special teams or defense. Notre Dame 31, Cal 21. So, <laughs> those that are choosing to play with their fortunes on this game that falls with a Cal cover, but a Notre Dame win. So it is what it is. Um, I just really want to see this team get back to being Notre Dame. I want to see Marcus Freeman get that first victory. I want to see this team find their identity for this 2022 season, because what we've seen in the first two weeks, more so on the offensive side of the ball than defensively, has been absolutely frustrating and it's driving me crazy inside. But the defense isn't as far off as the offense is, and I think the defense is going to have to be the stronger of the two units this season, and it is what it is. But like I said, 31-21, a key player is going into this game offensively. Drew Pine, def- uh, defensively, I'm going with Brandon Joseph, and then special teams – I'm going to go with Chris Tyree because I think that's the guy who ultimately gets the uh, return touchdown. But that's all I got for you guys this week. I apologize for the hostility. Some of the swears not normally like me, but sometimes, as you guys know too, like I had to go to work right after this, so I couldn't even like (laughs) – I couldn't even mourn the season properly. Like the season died in week two, and then like I'm literally like watching the game at work just getting my soul crushed. I was actually watching it in the in the broadcast studio before I went out for the game. So yeah, that was not great. Like when Buckner threw that pick six, my heart just sank into my stomach and I go, well, there goes the season. So it is what it is. Enough about me. We're going to find a way to win this football game on Saturday and roll into week four, one and two. Nothing that we can do about the two weeks that are behind us. I fully trust that this team We'll find a way to bounce back. It's probably not going to be pretty. I don't anticipate we're going to blow anybody out, at least for the next few weeks. But find a way to win this football game. Go 1-0 and this week. Get back to the basics and then roll into the next game and just keep going 1-0 and each week. And then hopefully we can have a season that we can look back and be proud at at the end of the season. But with that being said, this was Irish on Tap presented to you by on Tap Sportsnet. 
I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account at ONTAPIRISH. I really do appreciate you guys for listening. We'll be back with you guys on the other side of the Cal game. We got nothing else for you guys this evening. And go Irish. Thank <laughs> you.